So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA as well as the editor-in-chief for drbycuspid.com. And whether you found us through Google Play, iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, CastBox, or even, hey, drbycuspid.com, thank you for joining us. I am so excited today to be joined by a dear friend and one of those sought-after speakers in our industry and real thought leaders, and that's my good friend, Catherine Itell Belt. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. So excited to be with you this morning. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So I'm really, <laughs> I, I think this is going to be an awesome episode. I'm excited about it. But before we dive into that, I would love for people to know a little bit more about you, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, the short story is I started in dentistry or was introduced to it as a dental assistant uh, in college and, um, you know, worked my way up uh, through different jobs in the office until I um, became an office administrator. And then ultimately my career took me into training and consulting. And the last seven or eight years have been dedicated to coaching only communication skills, either for patients or for team. Um, and sometimes for speakers and trainers uh, out there in the dental and healthcare space. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. And I know you you have touched so many lives through your coaching and and as you said, communication. And I know one thing that you're very passionate about are courageous conversations. And I I just love that tagline right there. And I know we're going to get into one of those today, if that's OK with you. It is. I do love that because I love that it takes some courage to have conversations we've been avoiding. And uh, so we can talk a little bit about why that is and and how, you know, dental assistants uh, can can engage in those. Um, and so they can spend their energy on other really productive things rather than conflict. Right. Yeah. Love, love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and one thing that I've heard so often from dental assistants around the country is that they they often hear that's not my job or they oh. hear you know that's that's for you to do as the assistant and it's kind of that um sometimes talked about sometimes not pecking order in the practice yeah. where dental assistants unfortunately are often on the bottom and as you said i know you've started as a dental assistant yes i know that you have talked to a lot of dental assistants about this if a dental assistant is hearing that it's not my job and it's being pushed back onto them to do more work what what's some advice that you would give? All right. So probably best to just step back a minute and talk about the two, um, well, actually three pieces that someone should consider when they want to tackle a courageous conversation. And that's a great one for a dental assistant to tackle because they face it a lot. Um, yeah. One is where our mindset is in relation to the conflict, in relation to conflict in general. In relation, in relation to the individual and to the outcome. So there's that mindset piece. There is timing and location consideration for the conversation. And then there is how do we have the conversation? What's the framework for it? So uh, let, me, let me just give a, I mean, we teach courageous conversations in two-day workshops. So, you know, we've got a few minutes together. So I'm going to give you the real high flyover, but I think it'll give it'll give some solid tips people could use tomorrow, even embedded in this sort of uh, high level look at um, conflict resolution. So uh, oh. mindset, a um, couple of questions that are helpful 
especially if you have time, like if you're going to bring the conversation to another person. So let's say a dental assistant is going to sit down with a hygienist or um, an administrator or even a doctor and is going to talk about this or some other issue that's, you know, um, important to them. So if you're, so you have time to plan it, uh, the timing and the location, and you also have time to plan and get your mindset on some really strong, stable, emotional ground. That will help you more than anything else. Uh, I often teasingly say, Kevin, that I could give you the framework for the conversation really easily and really quickly. But if you if you use the framework from a weak emotional internal platform, it won't work. And people will Excellent. blame the framework. You see what I mean? So you've you really gotta you really gotta do this work. So here's a couple of questions to ask yourself prior. Number one, what is my piece of this breakdown? What is my piece of this breakdown? Have I avoided the conversation for a long time? Have I sat on my emotions? Maybe I just didn't know what to do. Um, and maybe it hadn't gone well in the past and I didn't reach out for some coaching or some help to learn how to have this better. Any of those and many more might be my piece of responsibility. Almost always, it's very rare that both parties don't add a little bit to the breakdown. And the most empowering place to speak from is when you say, look, I know that we're in this together and it only makes sense that both of us want it to get better. So here's here's my piece. So ask yourself that and really, you know, really be careful of your own ego because it's a very actually powerful place to speak from when we accept some responsibility for the breakdown. So that's one. Uh, the second right. question is what do I believe about this whole thing? What do I believe about the conflict? What do I, the, you know, the issue, what do I believe is true or false or right or wrong about this person um, or this event? And so we, we're all operating on a set of beliefs, always. We, we, you and I, Kevin, we both have our own beliefs about what is right or wrong, what's good or bad, what's possible or impossible. And the problem is that all people are operating on these beliefs and we think they're the truth, but really they're just our truth and other people have different truths. And so if you can, yeah. if you can embrace that, right, I mean, if you can embrace that, uh, then you can say, what do I believe? And is there anything else I could believe about this person, about this situation? So if you think this person is um, negative, let's just say, or um, lazy, or whatever you think, you know, um, um, you maybe you think they're uh, passive aggressive or something. Um, so what it, what I'm trying to get at is figure out what you believe is true and poke some holes in it by asking yourself some questions. Is there any other time I've ever experienced this person a different way? Is there a possibility they might um, be able to expand into a broader conversation than I've given them credit for? Is there something behind the scenes that I don't even know about their life that might cause them to react that way that I could just understand? You know, it's like poke, yeah. poke some holes in your beliefs, get 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 uh, aware, raise your awareness of what you believe. And then the third question is, am I speaking from what I call the flow? or the mud. So the quick analogy I use, it's been life changing for me, uh, both in business and in, and personally, um, is this idea of 
um, a, a, the flow of a river of abundance and goodness that is um, on the sidelines or is um, encapsulated by some muddy banks. And so the analogy is that the flow represents all the good things in life that I want or that I have. And when I'm in that flow, when any of us are in that flow, when there's money in the checkbook and we've got great relationships and our work is really satisfying and our kids are good or whatever it is, when we're in there, we have really good feelings. We feel positive. We feel happy. We feel um, creative. We feel content. We feel safe. All those things, all good emotion. On the muddy banks, they represent the parts of our life or the times in our life when life is not that great, when there isn't enough money to pay the bills and our kids aren't good or we're worried about our parents or, you know, relationships are hard or work is hard, whatever it is. And there's a lot of a lot of people in the mud right now, Kevin, for 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 good reason, for good reason. Yeah. And so yeah. a lot of worry, a lot of stress, a lot of a lot of concern. So you you feel differently there when your life is there, when you when you turn on the news or you look at that checkbook, you feel differently there. You feel you feel more negative. You feel worried. Um, you feel sometimes we feel angry or frustrated or, you know, yeah. whatever. So negative emotion. So you can imagine if I were going to sit down with you, Kevin, and have this conversation and I knew the framework, which I'm going to give you in a second. I knew the framework and I'm all ready, but I'm in the mud there's a good chance that conversation if i speak from fear if i speak from frustration if i speak from a negative emotional platform that conversation will go differently than if i first recognized i was in the mud and you you know you're in it or not by how you feel not by what you think but by how you feel so if you if everyone could just take a a temperature check of how am i feeling and then use some tools to get into the flow. If I could do that, and now I'm not, I'm standing in confidence, I'm standing in non-judgment, I'm standing in love, I'm standing in faith. If I'm standing there and then I use the framework, that conversation is likely to go very differently. And so it's super important um, for assistants or anyone to get this mindset piece right so that then they can overlay it with the framework I'm going to give you so that the conversation has a chance of going well. And I, I love that. The framework, don't get me wrong. I'm very curious about the emotional side of things, you know, and, and how so often we've seen conversations just blow up because people are emotional when they talk about it. So I love that, that thought that you're bringing to almost take that step back reevaluate before you say something. Yeah, yeah, because we can't control what other people will do. They're going to be in the mud. When I teach this to groups, I say, I'm going to ruin you for life because you're going to go out from this course and you're going to see so many people in the mud. It isn't going to be funny. Um, and you're going to see people not taking responsibility for their part and people who have beliefs that they're speaking from that they think are true. And all of this, um, you know, raising our own awareness makes us aware of everything, everyone else. But if we take our judgment out of it and we just say, I can't control that, but I can't control this. I can control my position and my emotional uh, platform. And so that's, and it's a powerful place. People start looking to assistants or anyone in, out in the workplace that, gen, that generally speaks from this strong platform, whether it's to a patient or it's to a team member, to their boss, 
um, excuse me, if, if we post in, on Facebook from that platform, yeah. if we, you know, right, if we do all of that from there, we become known as a leader people can count on to be level-headed and to be fair-minded and to be open and non non-judgmental and still get what they need accomplished. So that's um, how most of us want to be known. So that's mindset. Um, and then you got to use the you got to use the framework and the so I'll run the framework through this example you gave. So let's say I want to sit down with an with someone on my team and I want to talk about I, I'm feeling like the duties are not shared properly. They're not shared fairly. Um, and I'd like it to be different. So I've already I've already done the mindset. I've already said, well, here's my piece of it. You know, um, here's here's what I, I believe that there's there's more opportunity here than I may have been thinking about in the past. And I'm definitely gotten myself into the flow. And so I ask to speak with them, assuming that we have the right time and place, uh, then I'm going to use an acronym for the for the conversation, um, which is called ARCH, A-R-C-H. So it's easy to remember for me because I like to think of it as the bridge between um, that that br that bridges the gap between you know disagreement and agreement. Um, so the A in Arch stands for two things. It stands for acknowledge or affirm, and agreement. So the first thing I do, well, actually, actually, Kevin, take a step step back before I get into Arch. I always set the context for the conversation. So I might say, Kevin. Um, what I want, I, I wanted to just take a minute to talk to you about how we're sharing um, job duties um, in the office and um, a way that we might um, create that so that it's equitable for everyone and that we get the job done at a really high level and really efficiently. Would you be up for that conversation? Okay, normal sure. person. I'll just I'll just preface this all by saying, if you don't have a reasonable person on the other end, none of this is going to work, right? We have. No, yeah. I always tease and we say we have nothing for crazy. Okay, if they're not reasonable, but but we but would you agree we could be a reasonable person and still be upset, or still oh, sure. be sure. you know yeah be frustrated or whatever? But we're it, but at our core, we're a reasonable person. So a reasonable person is going to say sure. Um, and uh, then I listen, then I check in, I say, so Kevin, um, I, I'm curious, I've got some ideas about that and I want to share them. But before I do, I'm curious, how do you think it's going? How do you think it's going with the, with the delineation of duties and especially when it comes to sterilization and some of just the housekeeping stuff that we have to do? How do you think it's going? Right? So what would an assistant say, Kevin? You know, I, well, I hope at that point, if, if I'm the assistant, I hope that I've got the courage to say not so, not so well, uh, you know, uh -huh. or if I, or if I'm the person who's being talked to, uh, you know, I may, I may think everything's just fine. I may not even know that there's a problem to be perfectly honest. Okay. So let's say you said, um, well, I think it's going great. Yeah. Right? And I'm the one who, who, you know, I'm bringing it to you. So you'll get everything when you ask the, so it's called listen first. Talk second, listen first. So I set the context. This is what I want to talk about. And I've got some ideas that I want to share with you. But before I do, I'm curious how you think it's going. It's what happens next is so valuable to me because I get to find out is Kevin over here where he has no clue, right? He thinks things are going great, which means I have a bigger gap to jump 
now over? Or does Kevin say, you know, I, I thought that might be what you wanted to talk about. And I agree. I don't think this is going very well. And I really want it to go better. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you took the time to pull me aside and talk about this. I really want to resolve. I mean, it could be, it could be both ends of the spectrum or anything in between, but how helpful, how helpful is it to know up front where they are so that you know, you know, the work you need to do. I'll tell you what happens more often than not, Kevin, is people say, I'm so glad you brought it up. And there's something I want you to know. I know I've been I know I've been running out of here at five o'clock and not carrying my load and putting a lot on your plate, but there's a, there's a good reason, you know, my mother's in intensive care and I've been trying to just get there as much as I can, you know, so you learn something that you're like, Oh, okay. Now I want to make a point that even if you learned something that tugged at your heart or really made you understand what was behind the scenes, that doesn't mean you wouldn't still make your request. Like I say this a lot to managers and owners who maybe people are coming in late to work just because they find out that the person's getting a divorce or their kids are sick or whatever. Does it you could feel empathy for that and still not back your lineup, not back your request up, but at least you know what's behind it and you can express the empathy and you can say, I'm so sorry to hear that. And of course, I understand. And I would say your next sentence, you want to connect with the word and not, but, Mm. so you don't want to say, I really, I really understand that. I'm so sorry to hear it, but we got to figure something else out. You know, that's a big eraser kind of to what came before. So you want to use the word and, and, um, I'd love to, even in light of that, I'd love to talk about going forward, how we could do this better. Right. So it's like, I understand and let's talk about it. You know, it's an in addition rather than in uh, instead of so. So so you start with that and then you start with art. So I would say, uh, Kevin, let's just say you said I have no I thought it, I think it's going great. Uh, <laughs> then I would start with I would start with arch and I the A and I would say, well, Kevin, I just want you to know. And I'll say right here, whatever you're going to affirm, it needs to be true. So let's just say, Kevin, this is absolutely true about you. I would say, um, you know, one of the things I most appreciate is um just how thorough you are, um, you know, in, in terms of your work and how much attention you pay to detail. It's, it's one of the things I most appreciate and respect about you professionally. It's got to be true, something true. And then I add to it. So the A stands for two things, affirm and then agreement. So I find a place where you and I around this topic could agree. So I say, Kevin, would it be fair to say that not a, that it would be amazing if everyone on the team felt it was going great. You you had said earlier you thought it was going pretty well. Would would it be fair to say that you would want us all to feel that way that it was that it was going great? Would that be fair? Of course. Right. Right. Reasonable person is going to say yes. Or I might I could say. Um, uh, would it would it be you know would it be correct to to say that. Um, that when we share the duties equally amongst everyone, that the load is lighter for all of us. Uh, and, and we really do live up to that value that our owner talked to us about, about teamwork and collaboration. Would that, would that be a fair statement, right? I'm looking for something around this topic that the two of us could agree to if we were reasonable people. 
The other person, you are going to say, of course. Then I'm going to say, great. Now I go to R. And R stands for resolution and request. So either I'm going to make a request, and I sometimes use those words. I'll say, so fantastic, Kevin. So, you know, I would like to make a request or I have an ask or I have a, I have a, um, an idea. You don't have to use the word request, but I have an idea I'd love to suggest. Would it, would it be possible to sit down and look at our end of the day duties or, or our sterilization protocols or our, our list of housekeeping things we have to get done every week? Would you be willing to look at that with me so that we could come up with a fair, um, an equitable division of that. And maybe the two of us could present it to the team at our next team meeting. Would you be willing to do that? I have some ideas around it, right? So there's either that, either you have a request and an idea or you don't, but you ask, do they? You say, I really wanna resolve this. I'm not sure how. I'm wondering if you have some ideas. If neither one of you do, then the request is who can we bring in who has been successful? Do you think there's ever been assistants and administrators or hygienists or office managers? Do you think there's ever been a time in offices where they've resolved an issue like this? There absolutely has. And through Ignite DA, through ADOM, through through your you know societies, through groups like this that provide resources, we can put you in touch with people who've solved these issues and have amazing resources. So there's always going to be somebody, a coach or somebody you can bring in uh, as a third party to give you some ideas if you don't have any of your own. So it's either your idea, their idea, or it is um, a third party that you're bringing in. Now, one one, uh, little tip on this, if someone's bringing this conversation to you, you're still going to use art. Like, let's say, Kevin, it's flipped. You're bringing the conversation. You don't, you don't know anything about art, right? You don't know anything about this, but you're still coming and saying, Catherine, I want to talk to you about something. I'm still going to step into art. I'm going to say, well, tell me what's on your mind. I'm going to listen first, talk later. So I'm going to, and I'm going to keep saying, is there anything else, Kevin, you want me to know about that? Anything else you want me, anything else that would be helpful for me to know about how you're feeling? I just keep asking it till Kevin says, nope. And then I say, great. So Kevin, you know what? First of all, I want you to know that I am, I'm anxious to talk to you about this and I'm proud of, of you and us for tackling it. I mean, thank you for bringing it to me and having the courage to do that because I wouldn't want you to hold on to it. So I affirm you. Then I say, would it be fair to say that, you know, um, it's, it's possible that I had the wrong impression of what I was supposed to be doing and you were supposed to be doing. I'm going to look for a place we can agree. I'm going to be leading you, even though you brought the conversation to me. And then I'm going to say in R, what is it you want, Kevin? What is it? In other words, in my mind, I'm saying, what is your request? Because okay. if you, if you, sometimes people say, well, it really, you know, I feel so bad. And I just, I just feel like you're not, you know, doing this and doing that. And, and that's all the things they feel and all the things they want to stop. I want to say, Kevin, what do you want to see? Well, it just doesn't seem fair. Okay, Kevin, but what would, what do you want? Yeah. Right? You're trying yeah. to get them away. Sometimes people just want you to know how mad they are. And you can't get to the bottom of what do you want? 
Because when we can get to what either you want or I want, or the two of us want, um, then we can start to find some solutions. But until we can get there, sometimes we can't find solutions. So in the R, that's where you're negotiating the resolution. You're asked, you're, you're looking for requests. What do I want? What do you want? We negotiate it. Well, finally, reasonable people are going to find a step forward. They're going to find, even if it's a baby step, let's look at it together. Let's bring in another party. And then Kevin, if people could see us visually, they would see I'm down on my knees begging that they don't stop here, (laughs) that they finish arch and the C in arch is whatever little agreement or big agreement you got to in R, you confirm because people are usually so excited they have a new agreement that they walk away and people heard the agreement different. And then there's all these post conversation feelings of, I knew they weren't going to do it. And I knew they weren't going to, you know, (laughs) and I I should have known it was a worthless conversation or whatever. So when we confirm, when we say, and, and I usually take the ownership, I'll say, you know, sometimes I think, I think I've been clearer than I have been. So could we just review before we walk away exactly what we agreed to? Who's going to do what and by when? Because if you don't do that, people leave with different views of, oh, I thought you were going to do it. Or I thought we'd just do it when we got to it. Um, I didn't know we said Monday. You know, they'll only hear bits and pieces, especially in conflict. So just assume that you didn't both hear it exactly the same and reconfirm it. And then the H in ARCH stands for leaving it on a hopeful note. Uh, I I usually frame it as a statement of gratitude and a statement of optimism. So I'll say something like, Kevin, just again, once again, thank you for just having the courage and the will um, and the and the desire to have this conversation. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm optimistic that this is going to work great. Or if it doesn't, that we'll come back together and we'll we'll figure out something else. But but uh, I'm really grateful and um, and I'm, I'm excited about, you know, the future or something, something yeah. in your own words. Yeah. You know, we're not big on scripts. But if you understand the arch framework, then you can use your own words to get affirmation and agreement to resolve and ask for your request to confirm and clarify and to leave it on a kind of this hopeful note. You know, and and I, I love that you're ending it on a hopeful note, because I think we all hope that once we have this conversation, it can be buried and then we move on. Uh, you know, and, and so and, and I love the clarification part as well, because you're right. So often I've heard, uh, you know, people just sitting there waiting for the other person to do what they thought they were going to do to reaffirm it, almost the bad stuff in their head. So it's good stuff. Yeah, it really is. You know, Kevin, I I've often said that we didn't um, uh, most of us didn't learn this at home. Uh, some of us grew up in war zones. That's how our parents handled conflict. Or uh, in my home, I had great parents, but they never fought in front of me, ever. They never argued in front of me. So either way or anything in between, we let, they let, I mean, I went out into the world and did not know. I thought the first 
argument I had with a serious boyfriend, we were done. Because <laughs> if you loved each other, you didn't argue. That's what I, I thought that's what, you know, and now, of course, I know differently. But but I think uh, most of us didn't have a great example of how to manage conflict from our childhood. Um, and you know that my husband, Tom, is a retired middle school teacher. And he says, yeah. I wish... I wish the kids in middle school or elementary school had to have a mandatory class in this. So we didn't learn it at home. We didn't learn it at school. And so here we are in the workplace and we just come with this very clunky, awkward, uh, low, you know, uh, undeveloped skill when almost everything we do is a negotiation of perspective, everything. With our families, in our yeah. our neighborhoods, yeah. uh, in politics, in in the workplace, and I'll tell you, it is the skill. It is the skill that employers. If you ask an employer, what is the what is the top trait you're looking for in an employee, they will say a problem solver, uh, someone who's low drama, someone who mm-hmm. knows is a is a is a strong personal leader. Um, you know, someone who is a is self-sufficient and um, is a is a positive impact on the practice. That's what they're looking for. So if you can demonstrate this skill, you're a hot commodity right now. And, and, and I love that. And I, and I love that whenever we're talking about courageous conversations, again, it takes courage to do it. And I know there's a lot of folks who have been listening to you say, oh, I can never do that. That makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm whatever it might be, but this is part of something that you almost have to do in order to have better days than those days that you really want to have in the practice. So the courage personally, I think is absolutely worth it. Yeah. With no victims here, right? I think we live in a land of victims. We live in a world of victims and I don't want to live there. It's a very disempowered place to be. So I want to live uh, in this world where I'm I'm never speaking from the viewpoint of, a, I don't have to work here. I don't have to accept what, I don't have to do much of anything. I'm going to choose it. I'm going to choose. If I continue to go to work and work with this team, that's my, no one's forcing me to do that. I choose it every day. I put my keys in the ignition of my car and I drive there. I choose that. Now, I've I've worked in jobs, you probably have too, Kevin, where the, I knew they weren't my final stop. For whatever reason, I knew that was not my final stop. But terrible to choose it every morning because I had little, little mouths at home to feed or whatever reason I'm still there. Um, terrible to blame the boss or blame the office manager. Um, it's my choice to continue to go, even though I knew that wasn't my final stop. So once you get free of the victim role, now you can say, well, I can't change how they show up, but I can dang sure change how I show up. And I just say, you know, get your feet on the process, get your feet on the, on the path of just little by little starting to speak from a different platform and you, your life will improve. Your life will improve. Um, yeah. Love. That. Yeah. Uh, love that. And, and I hope that people not only choose to do this and, and get those problems solved in the practice, but they also choose to maybe follow up with you to learn more or to see more about questions. How would they do that if they want to do that? 
Well, we've got a couple of easy ways. Um, we have on our website, um, on uh, the, one of the very first tabs is virtual workshops. So right now, when we're not all getting together in person, we took our Courageous Conversations workshop uh, that used to be in person before COVID and we've made it virtual. So we have one, I believe we have one coming up in January. Um, and uh and uh, maybe again in march but they're coming up relatively soon it's a no-brainer fee a few hundred dollars and you're in and so i would encourage everybody to go check out those virtual workshops send your people get them trained we in the workshop kevin we actually put you in some breakout rooms where you can practice the skills i demonstrate I let the group bring whatever issues they want and we demonstrate it in front of them. It's su it's a super great course. So that would be highly recommended. We're also working on and hope to launch in the first part of the year, a video on-demand learning series on Courageous right. Conversations for Dental Professionals. So look for that. Uh, a great way to get on our um, mail list and get you know, announcements of these things uh, is to join our Monday morning stretch blog. I write, I've been writing it for, uh, I don't know, probably 15, 16 years every Monday. Um, and it's free. And um, again, if you just shoot us an email, info at lionspeak.net, uh, and we'll get you on the list, or you can go to the website, lionspeak.net, and uh, sign up for it there as well. So, and, and I think the Monday morning stretch was one of the first ways that I first knew about you, actually, uh, you know, yeah. reading some of that. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I will tell you, that was been uh, it's it's a great start to the week. Uh, so highly encourage Aww. you to uh, get get that in your inbox. And, and certainly uh, Catherine has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, so make sure uh, lionspeak.net. Uh, make sure you reach out to her. Make sure that you're a part of that. And. And Catherine, thank you so much. Uh, let's let's do this again. I know there's a lot of scenarios out there that dental assistants say yeah. this, this drives me crazy. So uh, I would love to uh, let's let's settle up something after the holidays and we can make that happen. I would love that. I think we ought to have a quarterly. Um, how would you handle this episode? Oh, Wouldn't I'm that be fun? I, and I think we would get lots of comments. I have no doubt about okay. that. Lots of well so. all right i would love that because i think if we can get it in real time with real conversations it's really meaningful yeah well, let's let's uh, make that happen uh, there's a new Got year's resolution it. already there you go perfect <laughs> well Catherine, thank you seriously thank you for your time and your expertise i truly do appreciate it uh, it was great it was a pleasure to be here happy holidays and happy holidays to you. And thank you to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We certainly try to bring you the experts in the industry to tackle the problems that you're facing on a daily basis. Certainly, if there's ever anything you want us to tackle, you can reach out to me at kevin.henry at igniteda.net or through the Ignite DA Facebook page. And we will do our best to bring in an expert to help you get through your problems and have better days ahead. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA and editor-in-chief for Dr. and Bicuspid signing off, wishing you a great day, week, and hey, let's just face it, end of the year ahead. Together we rise.